Good morning. I'd like to welcome each of you to Boiling Springs Baptist Church on this Easter Sunday. We're glad you're here. I know you, there's a lot of family, there's a lot of new faces for me, especially this morning, but we are so glad that each of you are here and worshiping with us here at Boiling Springs. Uh, in your bulletin this morning, if you are a guest, and we would, like, we would like to have some record of your visit with us this morning, if you could put your name and your family's information on the tear-out piece in your bulletin, and you can either place that in the offering or you can give it to someone in the back after the service, and we have a gift for you, just a little goodie bag with some more information about our church. But we are so glad that each of you are here today. I want to mention just a couple things very briefly. The church offices will be closed tomorrow, so please be mindful of that if you have need. Um, but, uh, and then uh, Wednesday night there will be no activities, so be also mindful of that. Let me mention this morning that during the service we will have a moment of children, lessons on the step, our children's sermon. And following that children's sermon... We will, uh, the children that would like to go with Miss Ellen and other workers to Children's Church, we have that option. So I just want to mention that to parents, and you can be thinking about that now. Uh, the children will be welcome to stay, or they can go if they're in the first through fourth grade. Uh, they could go with her to Children's Church this morning. There will be an in gathering for our missions emphasis for home missions uh, during our first hymn today, and the ladies will be down front. The young ladies will be down front with their baskets. They're ready to go, and so you're welcome to come down and place an offering there at that time. If you will look to your bulletin this morning, there is a responsive reading to begin our service. Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen indeed. Now say that again with conviction. Jesus is risen. What does that mean for us? New life, new hope, new us. Come, let us worship our God who is full of surprises.
and our worship this morning with the first hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. You'll find that in the hymnal on page 159. As we sing, our GAs will be at the front ready to receive your special mission offering. Please stand.
my goodness, we need to have an Easter parade today with all our dressed up little boys and girls. Bow ties and ties and plaid shirts, beautiful dresses. We know it's Easter. We get a new frock, don't we? How many of you have had an Easter egg hunt and or a basket appeared this morning? Yeah, I figure that. Lots of chocolate, right? Well, I have a bag this morning, too. I have a basket. And in my basket are some different kind of eggs that I want to share with you this morning. And it's going to tell a story, a story that most of us know, but I want us to sort of remember a little differently and things that went on. You going to help me? Okay, hold on to them. Wait, don't open them yet. All right, hold on to them. Just hold on to them, okay? Everybody got one? All right, all right. No, okay. This is going to, all right, you want to hold one? Okay. All right, everybody hold on. Don't open, there's a surprise. All right, I'm going to open the first one. And in the first egg is a cross. Jesus willingly, he chose to carry his cross to Calvary because he knew that his job was to do something for us because God had said he gave his only begotten son so that we might have everlasting life. So remember, he chose to carry his cross to Calvary. All right, I need another egg. Can I borrow your egg? Thank you. All right, in this egg, we have nails. Little tiny silver nails, sharp. You see? You can see the sharp nails? Now, when Jesus was nailed to the cross, we didn't have nails like this. They were long and rough and big. So that when they nailed Jesus to the cross, he was in a lot of pain. And he suffered. But you know what? He suffered so that our sins would be forgiven. All right. So we walked to the Calvary carrying the cross. And then we got nailed to the cross. You hold on to yours. Okay. Paxton, let me see what we got. All right. Paxton's egg has a rock, a stone. They roll the stone in front of the tomb, the tomb where they put Jesus. And when Mary and her friend went on Easter morning, what happened? He was gone. He was gone. And Mary knew there was something wrong. But he could not stay there. So the last egg, Braden has the last egg, and I'm going to open it, and what do we have? Nothing. It's empty. Because when the stone was rolled away, Mary went into the tomb, and there was an angel, and he said, He is not here. He is risen, just as he said he would. 
So Jesus chose to do a lot of things for us on that first Easter. But there's one thing you need to remember. He did it because he loved us. So the love that you have for Jesus is in your heart. You need to remember to give it as he gave it to us every single day. Not just on this special morning of Easter. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, dear Lord, thank you for this day that we celebrate your son as he arose from the dead. He suffered for us. He died for us. And in our heart, we keep him. We need to know that we need to give him away every day as we love him and we need others to love him also. Keep these children with their smiling faces and their love for you safe. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You'll find the words to our next hymn printed in your bulletin. Please stand as we sing Resurrection Hymn.
Before I pray this morning, let me mention a few individuals we need, or families we need to be in prayer for. Let's continue to remember the family, or some of you may not know, but um, Nancy Bottoms' mother passed away uh, just recently, and let us, let us be remembering the family of Nancy Bottoms, also of Bruce Lale uh, in the passing of his father, and also Chris Bridges in the passing of her mother. Also, I need to mention this morning that Herman Bridges is in ICU, uh, been there for a couple days, and they're at Cleveland Healthcare here in Shelby. And so let us be mindful of these individuals and others in our church who are recovering from illness or who are dealing with other concerns, and so let us always be mindful of them. Will you pray with me this morning? Incredible, surprising, and renewing, life-giving God, we come this morning to be shaken from our complacency and our death-endearing routine. We come to be shocked by this story of resurrection. Open our eyes, our hearts, and our minds to this amazing experience of resurrection. May we listen eagerly and expectantly to the women who bring this life-transforming news, even though we have heard it many times before. Come to us, God. Come to us, resurrected one. Come in song, come in prayer, in the words of scripture and sermon, in the presence of our sisters and brothers, come and resurrect us. Comfort the family of Nancy Bottoms, Bruce Lale, and Chris Bridges. Bring strength and healing to Herman Bridges this morning. Lord, bless each one here today, Father. Meet them at the point of their need. Thank you for being the resurrection and the life. In Jesus' name. Amen. You'll find our next hymn on page 161, Crown Him with Many Crowns. Please stand as we sing.
Let's pray together this morning. Father, we come to you in church this morning on this this beautiful Easter Sunday morning. We come to you this morning in remembrance of Jesus, of your Son that you sent, the death, the resurrection, the love, the grace that you have for us. Father, as we come to this point of our worship, may we reach into our hearts and our minds. May we give freely as you have given us so much, especially as we remember on this day. Father, I pray that as we would leave this place today, that we would offer not only our money, but our gifts, our talents, and our time to you, that we would be devoted to you as much as we can be. Father, I pray that you would bless the rest of this service this morning, that we would be able to fill your Holy Spirit in this room, God, and that everything that we would do in this church would be pleasing to you, that we would worship you, and that we would love you as you have loved us. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.
I'll be reading from John 11, the passage where Lazarus has been dead for four days and Jesus has come to the home of Mary and Martha and Martha and Jesus are having a conversation in verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Skipping over to verse 38. Deeply moved once more, Jesus went to the tomb, which was a cave with a stone placed at the entrance. Take the stone away, Jesus ordered. Martha, the dead man's sister, answered, There will be a bad smell, Lord. He has been buried four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you you would see God's glory if you believed? They took the stone away. Jesus looked up and said, I thank you, Father, you listened to me. I know you always listen to me, but I say this for the sake of the people here, so they will believe you sent me. After he said this, he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. He came out, his hands and feet wrapped in grave cloths and a cloth around his face. Untie him, Jesus told them, and let him go. Many of the people who had come to visit Mary saw what Jesus did, and they believed in him. Thank you. 
Thank you, choir, Roger, orchestra. Wow. Um, let me just say a special word of thanks as well to all of you who uh, help uh, make things happen. A week like this for a church, uh, somebody would tell me, you know, this week, this week of the, the Passion Week, the Holy Week, they said, this is a busy week for us. And I said, yeah, you know, Easter's kind of a big deal. And um, we are here to celebrate and to rejoice and to worship our risen Lord this morning. And there's a lot of things that take place this week. We had a Monday, Thursday service. We have special things that happen throughout the course of the weekend. We had a wonderful service this morning in our prayer garden and breakfast. And so just thank you to the cooks this morning and to all those who play a part in uh, helping things go smoothly here this week. Easter Sunday is all about the resurrection, as we have already heard this morning. But before we talk about the resurrection, there has to be a death, which reminds me of a story. I once heard a preacher addressing his people, and he was trying to impress them upon them the importance of faith. And he kept saying this. He said, all you people of this congregation, he cried from the pulpit, one day you're going to die. Do you hear me? All the people of this congregation, one day you're going to die. So one man in, in, the, in the front started to, to laugh, and so the preacher stopped and asked him what was so funny. And the man in the front said, I don't belong to this congregation. <laughs> but on a much more serious note, our hearts continue to go out to those within our congregation who have lost loved ones recently. Uh, to some here today, death has been a very close companion as of recent. And my hope is that you have felt the prayers of God's people during this very difficult and the most difficult time. And most importantly, you have felt uh, the presence of of the Good Shepherd, as you have walked over these last several weeks or, or even months. Resurrection is fundamental and foundation, foundational to the Christian life. If it were not for Christ's resurrection, we would not be here this morning and we would meet and we would worship in vain. But I'm thankful this morning that we serve a risen Savior. Amen, church? John 3.16, as it was mentioned, referenced earlier, many of you can say it with me, but for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his one and only son, so that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. There's a sermon today, almost. Uh, what a great verse. At the beginning of this passage we just read, there's a tremendous grief and loss in John 11 that Barbara read over the death of Lazarus. Uh, Jesus wept. It's the shortest, if you're trying to you know, start memorizing scripture, start with that one. I think it was at verse 46 um, of John 11. Uh, no, it's not. It's another verse. But uh, it's, it's very short. There it is, verse 35 in John 11. Start with that one. Jesus wept. There you go. Um, shortest verse in all of Scripture. But it was a very somber, very uh, sad time, heartbreaking time for Jesus, for Mary, uh, and Martha, and for the family. Our theology is not shaken because great people die. A spouse goes on before we do. God is not late, although he often deliberately delays as we see here in John chapter 11. His delays do not mean that he is harsh or that he is cruel. He is still almighty and sovereign God. A poem that some of you have heard me read previously in um, times of, of uh, celebration and of remembrance. It was a poem by Robert, um, Robert Browning Hamilton. It's called Along the Road. And it says this. He writes, I walked a mile with pleasure and she chattered all the way. She left me none the wiser for all that she had to say. I walked a mile with sorrow, and ne'er a word said she, but oh, the things I learned from her when sorrow walked with me. 
Let us allow our personal times of sorrow to be that refiner's fire, knowing that we will see our loved ones again, knowing that there is life beyond this sod, beyond this planet that we walk, and let us cling to that hope and cling to that promise. Some of you that haven't been here the last several weeks, I have been preaching through a sermon series about the I am sayings of Jesus. We've looked at Jesus when he said, I am the light of the world. We talked about how we are to reflect that light as his Christ followers. We looked at Jesus when he said, I am the good shepherd. And the same care and, and, and love that he has given to us, we are also called to give to others. We've looked at Jesus when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we've looked at other passages of, of the I am sayings. Today we are looking at I am the resurrection and the life. And as I have looked at this passage, as I've studied uh, this, this chapter this morning, uh, my attention has been drawn not only to the, bigger, like to the big picture that he is the resurrection and the life, but if you will look with me down in verse 41 of chapter 11, John writes, So they removed the stone, and then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, he said, Father, I thank you that they have heard me. And then later in verse 43, he said, Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. And this led me to another passage when, when I, this, I got to thinking about the stone that was removed from Lazarus's tomb. Mark 16, if you'll listen, uh, as I read Mark 16, 1 through 4, Mark writes, when the Sabbath was over, this is Jesus's resurrection, and Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. I have a question for us this morning. As we think about Jesus being the resurrection and the life, as we think about him being a big God, I was thinking, choir, I have to admit, I was thinking of a children's song. I loved your, your piece this morning. I was thinking of a children's song when they were singing that goes like this. Some of you may know it. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. You guys know that song? Yeah, all right. Um, but we serve a God who conquers death. We serve a God who can heal the blind and raise the dead, uh, who can make the lame to walk. We serve a big God. Uh, having a nine-year-old in the house and, and over these last several years, it's so awesome to be able to talk about how big and how awesome our Lord is. It's very exciting to do that. But let me ask you this, something this morning. As we think about a God who is the resurrection and the life, let me ask you a much, a, a much more difficult question. Do you have stones in your life this morning? Do you have a heavy stone in your life this morning? If Jesus is the resurrection and the life, he can do the impossible. What impossible stone do you have that you can commit to him and give over to him this morning? Some of you, your stone may be a financial concern. It may be a job loss. It may be struggling with a new career path or a change in jobs. Is it a wayward child, a marriage where you need God's stone removal service to step in or else it's going to be over? Is your news recent? Is your stone recent news from a doctor where he says we've done all that we can do? Or maybe it's news from a doctor recently that has said that has said it looks like cancer and we're going to run some more tests. You've prayed and you've done all that you can do, but God is going to have to step in. Is your stone is your stone this morning guilt from a mistake? 
that you've made. You simply cannot let it go, and the guilt has become a large stone. Is it sickness? I don't know what your stone may be today, but God can remove stones, and he can also give strength for you to deal with these stones that you're facing right now. We've all played with rocks, and at some point in our life, especially as a young child, uh, you've most likely been near a stream or a river or a lake, and you've picked up these stones and you've tossed them or you learned how to skip them. Some of, you, some of us are still learning you know, how to skip them across the lake. And, and what we notice about stones is that the small ones, the flat ones, obviously are great to skip rocks. But as we, as we go bigger, you know, there's, there's bigger rocks and it takes more effort to pick those stones up. And we can do that. And then there's other stones, not in relationship to skipping, but just stones in general, that we can pick up maybe if we get some help. And then there's some stones simply that cannot be picked up that cannot be moved. Some of you are facing some storms like that in your life today. Some of you are facing some things that that you can deal with. Some of you have tried to deal with some stones for some time, and you've had to come to the conclusion that, you know what, I can't remove this stone on my own. I can't bring peace in this relationship. I can't um, uh, turn my child, my adult child, in this direction or that direction. They are charting their own course. And so we all, have, we all have stones. At Jesus' resurrection, a stone that was guarded by soldiers to prevent its removal was now rolled away. A stone only God could move the way it was removed. Some of you today need God's stone removal services to come and help you with your stone. You've tried every possible means and you've exhausted all of your resources to remove the stone, but you simply can't move it. If these women had thought out every detail of how they were going to remove the stone, they would have stopped and they would have never left their house. Um, But yet they walked toward Jesus' body to prepare it for its final burial. They didn't know how the stone was going to be removed, but yet they continued toward it anyway. The word for us today is this. We don't know how things are going to play out with our stones, but we keep walking, we keep trusting And we remain faithful. We keep looking to Jesus and trusting in him. If he is the resurrection and the life, let us give ourselves totally and completely to him and say, God, take control. Help me to trust you. There was an unmovable stone in the way of our relationship with God. The stone of man's blindness and our hardness of heart, our sin, We could do absolutely nothing about it on our own. But God met us in the point of our sin by sending his son, his perfect son, to die as a sacrifice for our sin, your sin and the sins of the world. He suffered and died a cruel death on a cross, and in doing so, he removed the stone that separated us from him. He truly is the resurrection and the life to move that stone away. We can have peace knowing that should life end today, we have a promise from God that we will be with him forever. The only way you and I can escape death is Jesus' return. All of us in this room will face it. The preparation for it must take place in this life. Life and eternal life must be taken very seriously. John in 11, verse 43, Jesus called out, to Lazarus, going back to that story, with a loud voice. He said, Lazarus, come forth. I ask you a question, church, this morning. 
Are you ready? Are we ready for Jesus to call our name today? What heavy stones are you dealing with that need to be given to God? Some of you have faced far greater stones than I have. Many of us in this room, death has come very close to us. Someone in our family, maybe just recently. But let us take hope and encouragement this morning that Jesus is what he said he was, what he says he is when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. We serve a big God. We serve a, a God who can raise the dead. We serve a God who can remove stones. I want to encourage you this morning to be open, to allow God to move and to work in your heart and in your, and in your life, um, whatever your stone may be, whether it's personal, whether it's family-related, family whether it's based on your career or just choices in life right now. I want you to know that we serve a loving and a forgiving God. 1 John 1, 9 says that if we will confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the righteousness is not based on anything we have done or will do, but it's a gift freely given by God's grace. What stone do you have this morning in your life that you need to commit to our Lord and Savior? We serve a big God who is the resurrection and the life. Father, thank you for being the resurrection and the life. Thank you for Easter morning. Thank you this morning that we are reminded that you took the stone that seemed immovable by these women who were walking towards it, and Father, you moved it. Lord, help us to be faithful. Just as these women were walking toward the tomb, not knowing how they were going to remove the stone, help us to be faithful and obedient in our daily lives. Help us to look to you and trust you. Lord, help us to do our part into bringing about peace and bringing about healing and comfort in the lives of those to whom we relate and in our world as well. But Father, help us to trust you when the stone is simply too big to move. Help us to put our faith in you, the one who is the resurrection and the life. We ask this prayer in the wonderful name of Jesus and all of his church said, amen. If you're here this morning and you desire prayer, I would love to talk with you, pray with you. You're welcome to pray at the altar. If you desire church membership, we would love to receive you and talk with you about that this morning. Let's stand and sing together. Hymn number 320, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus.
invitation is open for anyone who has sang in the choir or who knows the Hallelujah Chorus to come and join the choir. Is that right? Uh, for our benediction today. So please make your way to the choir. 